What I'm about to tell you cannot be repeated to anyone. You have a greater purpose than any of us could have ever imagined. If you don't think there's hope for the world, why bother going on? You haven't seen the world, so you don't know. You keep going for family. I'm not family. No, your cargo. Hello, and welcome to this bonus Wattcast episode of HBO's The Last of Us. These bonusodes go out as a special thank you to our $5 Patreon listeners, so thank you. Like lonely preppers in the zombie apocalypse, we appreciate the love. I'm Caleb, as always, and with me are Keely. Hello. And returning guest, Jerry. Hi, everybody. A quick spoiler warning for the 55-minute mark, where we'll talk about things that happen later in the video games that haven't yet in the TV show. So don't worry if you are fresh to the show, never played the games before, don't know anything about them, because I think that describes millions of people from what I understand of the the early viewership figures. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, don't worry about it if you're spoiler-averse. If you have played the games, uh, and if you, or if you just don't mind hearing about those things because they may be different, the show is already diverging in significant ways, then you can just keep listening through the whole episode, no problem. In a moment, we're going to talk about the first three episodes of the show, because that's where we're at at this time of the recording, which I feel like has been a nice little chunk for discussion, for getting the story off. Yeah, so uh, first, Jerry, for our our listeners who may not have watched the show or never played the game, what is The Last of Us? Why don't you tell us a little bit about the premise and then, like we always do, your, your personal history with the now franchise? Yeah, my pleasure. So the idea behind The Last of Us is it is a it's a post-apocalyptic tale. There's no way around it. But the idea here is that instead of it being some sort of uh, viral infection or bacterial infection that led to this quote-unquote zombie apocalypse, it is a fungal infection, which to my knowledge is really the only IP that's explored this idea of a fungal infection. Scientifically speaking, it is particularly terrifying because it it is fairly based in in science science fact the idea that fung that, that fungus is a living organism beyond the scope of uh, uh, viruses or bacteria that it would be almost impossible to treat and really the only thing that's saving us from this p- potential infection is the fact that fungus usually cannot la- uh, cannot live uh, at you know 98.6 degrees body temperature but mm-hmm. the, the the premise of the last of us is based on the idea that with global you know global uh, climate change and with the average temperatures across the globe increasing that it's possible that fungus can mutate to the point where it can subsist in human bodies and that is a uniquely terrifying idea but the story itself follows uh, really one person and then later two it follows uh, Joel I don't know his last name it's something very generic and Texan like <laughs> Joel Smith or something but um, but it follows Joel and uh, Ellie who is a 14 year old girl that was raised past the point of outbreak you mm-hmm. know she was Which born after hap- after outbreak. happened in 2003? 2003 yeah August 29th 2003 I think is what I think is is along those lines or August 26 something like that um, 
or maybe it was September. I can't remember. So this is also uh, an alt history show at this point. Yes, yes, how, exactly. Later it's coming. It is. It is so interesting to see it. Say like twenty years later, twenty twenty three. It's like, uh, oh, okay, cool. That's easy to shoot, I guess, because they don't have to like source cars from twenty years ago. Uh, but uh, uh, so it follows the uh, it follows uh, Joel and Ellie on their trip across uh, the United States, really starting in Boston. Um, at this point in the show, they're on their way to Wyoming um, and uh, ultimately to the to the West Coast, where there is a lab filled with scientists. These kind of like they're, they're referred to as fireflies, but they're this kind of like resistance uh, in opposition to Fedra, which is kind of the uh, mm-hmm. well, the you know, the, the jackboot Nazi fucks. <laughs> uh the new world order jackboot motherfuckers or whatever bill calls them yeah it sort of sort of feels like the military took over every governmental mm-hmm. function mm-hmm. in these mm-hmm. these fortress enclave cities that didn't get or some of them did get did all of them get bombed i think we've learned but the uh, major cities yeah they, yeah, they said yeah the major yeah. cities got bombed and in a lot of the cities it didn't really make a difference but in, in boston it seemed to have made a difference uh the 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 punchline here though is that ellie in this world where infection is rampant is immune to this infection was bitten mm-hmm. at some point they haven't explored when or how uh but was bitten at some point and the infection did not take hold so the firefly fireflies believe that there is something special about her that could potentially lead to a cure which is why she is you know the most precious of cargo and that's pretty much that's pretty much the outline it is it is a road trip story really <laughs> it's like it's a road trip story yeah i remember thinking in i well i didn't play the game at launch which was like 2011 right i think i played the the re, did they already remaster it by 2013 or there was like they a sec, did, they second did. release two I years later i don't recall if it was i mean if it was 2011 then it must have released initially on ps3 and then it, it was did, remastered yeah. early sure. in the ps4 uh, the ps4's uh cycle and it has now also been remastered for ps5 mm-hmm. and i think pc as well so you know you can play this game <laughs> so I, I feel play this game on. for me at the time uh, well, you know, it's like it's a big prestige video game. It's a triple A video game as the the nomenclature goes in in that space, which means, you know, like very high production values, mm-hmm. uh, motion capped actors, including famously one that looked a little bit too much like Elliot Page to almost legally mm-hmm. actionable levels. That was El- Ellie who, who, you know, had her likeness changed later, the, uh, the character. Uh, but uh, I remember at the time thinking uh, that... It, it it reminded me of three very big influences and it felt like a confluence of like, you know, we were getting soaked in zombie media at that point uh, ever since the Zack Snyder uh, Dawn of the Dead reboot mm-hmm. and then The Walking Dead that was just everywhere culturally. And The Last of Us was the of riding a huge wave in video games and maybe the most high profile critically lauded uh, of like the story driven ones. It reminded me a lot of of Cormac McCarthy's The Road. It's in terms sure, of that, you know, cro- cross country uh, father and child Very uh, bleak. With, with yeah, with a tragic death hanging over all mm-hmm. all of it, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into in, in Joel's mm-hmm. early or early story uh, across this post apocalyptic U.S. hellscape that also happens to have like strange cult like figures running around along it many does, other. Right, yeah strange resistant figures uh the second big thing that i think is a huge influence on the game and the show is um children of men the uh the the british Mm. post-apocalyptic uh movie uh, also about 
getting uh, a child with the miraculous existence with huge implications for the survival of the world across like a war torn zone. Also with these sort of, you know, like resistance like force that is fighting the fascist military government and uh, and is, you know, seen as terrorist and the like. And then also like these other cult like figures in the background who are forming these messianic ideas about saving the world. Uh, and then finally, of course, you know, the the Walking Dead is inescapable, I think, in any yep. any zombie media now. Uh, and even well, it's been other... on for so long, they've covered all of the tropes. They they oh, got yeah. all of them. They did. You know? They they got it all. And <laughs> and even and you know, Walking Dead is huge influence in video games too because it sure. also had uh, when when did the, the Telltale, when... Telltale the... game series that came out? Yeah. I think in twenty. Oh, boy, that's a good question. Twenty twelve. Yeah. So right after the last yeah. of us was already in development. Yeah, started in mm-hmm. April twenty twelve. It yep. it looks like and is also like that seminal. Father and young girl. It truly uh, is. Wow, uh, like Caleb really child. pulling all of yeah. these references together. <laughs> it is, and and so there we're seeing some we're seeing some you know some themes here, and and mm-hmm. in the video game space, this was when people started talking about the quote unquote datification of of video games <laughs> right. as yes. as all these uh, Gen Xers and and older millennials game developers started having children and started mm-hmm. feeling these things, and it, you know it was a very male dominated development space at that point, still kind of is in a lot of the AAA yeah, zone. Absolutely. So you know these father figures. So so there's a, there's a lot of reference and cultural influences and things coming together here that now the HBO show to me almost feels like this like end of the trend apotheosis of we are so soaked in zombie TVs and movies mm-hmm. and culture and all that and it, and it, this is giving it maybe the biggest most impressive production budget high prestige treatment and uh, you know, like writing pedigree and uh, and all that of these. It's trying to. Uh, it's try, It feels like it's you know it's giving it the full HBO at this point. The full, That's kind the, of my yeah, <laughs> they're giving it the full HBO, the old HBO try. Yeah, Keely was telling me uh, yesterday that like I think Pedro Pascal right now is the highest. Uh, like is, is earning the highest paid TV actor right now because he's getting really? paid one of six, them. One of the highest. Oh, okay. Reportedly okay. one of the highest because I saw an article that said he's getting about six hundred thousand per episode of The Last of Us, and then Good he was him. also doing. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he in Mandalorian or something? Yes, and then yes, he's, yep. he's just been everywhere. He's like just the one yeah. that's everywhere when, right now. When I think about it, six hundred thousand dollars per episode doesn't seem that like that much because didn't the didn't the Friends cast weren't they making a million an episode nearing the, like the tenth season and that was in like two thousand one? Yeah, but that was after being on for mm-hmm. a that's long a fair time. Point. And their but it was viewership... on it was on network TV though. So yeah, I don't but know. their that's viewership I think was like oh, unprecedented probably. at the time. Probably massive. Yeah. Yeah. I think the equation has changed, too, because now you don't just do TV because you're slumming it for the money. Now you've got all these high profile Hollywood actors doing it because they're like, this is a this is a production that will win you accolades and critical, critical. This goes in the old portfolio. You know, this is what's going to get me, you know, to the to the next Oscar winning thing. But uh, I guess to talk a little bit about like my experience with. um, Yeah. With Last of Us. I mean, I I played I did not play the initial game on PS3. I did not own a PS3, but I did have PS4. I remember playing it in our little Philadelphia apartment. uh, And yeah, I was I was blown away by it. By that point, I was very interested in the Uncharted games, which is another production by Naughty Dog, the studio that did uh the last of us and the combination of you know uncharted 2 and 3 and 4 and the last of us kind of made me kind of a die hard naughty dog fanboy honestly uh, i i love i am such a huge sucker for presentation in games and movies and tv and you know if if you can if you can show me that you put 150% of yourself in 
into a game, regardless of how it looks or how it plays, that really resonates with me. And The Last of Us was definitely that. A real labor of love from Neil Druckmann. Um, I don't know. Caleb, you might not, may know, might know this, but was Amy Henning involved with uh, The Last of Us or was she only Uncharted? Because I know that she worked for uh, uh, Naughty Dog for a while there, but I'm not I sure. Don't... I think she was on. She was on so. Jack and Daxter. I know that yeah, was like her. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't look like she had any last because she Last of Us involvement. Okay. Yeah. Um, I get those. I I get those those mm. two writers essentially those showrunners uh, confused. But but in any case, yeah. yeah, huge huge fan. Less of a fan of the second game. I'm glad that we're not <laughs> talking about it because that's a way more complicated discussion. Mm. Um, and this show so far, I mean. Spoiler alert for my uh, my opinion. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I'm probably going to be uh, you know the, the the biggest fanboy out of the three of us. Maybe uh, I have very few bad things to say about it, and I'm very excited to explore all the good things I have to say about it. Nice, and uh, and we'll get into exploring those in just a minute because uh, I do think there there is a lot there. I, I am curious though, Keely. Uh, I, I know a little bit about your background with this, but for our listeners' benefit, uh, how, how did you come to The Last of Us in general and, and to the TV show? Yeah, so for most game-to-movie or game-to-show adaptations, my history is going to come from being with Jerry, who is a very big gamer, <laughs> and so I very, I'm very i aware of most of the like the big games that are out there. Um, so I haven't played either of The Last of Us games, but I've watched Jerry play <laughs> both of them. Um, and so I knew that they were making the movie and uh, because of or making the show and because of that, then a lot of streamers were also replaying the first one. So I was watching mm-hmm. some of my favorite streamers on Twitch replayed the first game. Um, so I've been aware of it and had like some knowledge of what happens, but a lot of the games kind of blend together in my head, like some of the scenes mm-hmm. from the last of us i get confused with scenes from oh my god what was it's that horror game with the spoiler wendigos oh. and hayden panettiere oh i always forget because it's such a generic name uh yeah until dawn that until one? dawn or... yeah oh, so yes. in my head because mm-hmm. they're they both i think had scenes of like snow at a cabin at one sure point or yes something. they do they, they sure blend do. together and so <laughs> some of the scenes wow, like, i can't remember if that's from a game mm-hmm. i played a game i watched jerry play show that i watched as far as like the setting as far as the setting is concerned that makes total sense to me because there's aside from the you know the 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 fungal outbreak it really is just america you know what i mean and and a lot of and a lot of the scenes at least in the game are kind of indistinguishable from others like i couldn't tell you what part of the country bill is in or where some of the later scenes are like i know they end up going to wyoming but i know there's scenes in between them it's it's also because they're like they 10 miles west of boston and then an obvious shot of like the rocky mountains up in (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 a little interesting. This I would say that the setting is really neither the setting nor the world really are the star of this, even though they are. It's a decent setting and, and, and a decent world. You know, the the star of this of this uh, story, without question, are the characters, mm-hmm. um, and they. I think there are some truly, truly complex characters, and they're very well written. And yeah, they're the 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 arcs are are pretty pretty excellent, at least in the first game. Um, to go back to a couple comments you made though, his last name's Miller. So Miller, so, yeah, yeah, see, although Miller. not given on the show yet, apparently. No, no. I don't yeah, think so. makes sense. Um, and then also I looked 
looked it up because I didn't believe you, and I was right <laughs> that you said that it's like the only IP that has worked with. Ooh, Bumble. is there? You are incorrect. <laughs> so I just looked I it up in corrected. general, and there's a couple of them that I recognize. So one mm -hmm. is uh, Annihilation, which was a Jeff oh, Vandermeer great series point. that then became a movie. How could I forget about? And then also uh, the girl with all the gifts was an M.R. Mm. Carey novel that became a movie. Oh, books don't count. Also, books level boring. Shut up! Shut up. It's also <laughs> about, uh, that one is also about, you know, humanity getting wiped out by a fungal infection and kids yeah. are involved, yeah. but from a different a, a different type of perspective than this. But um, I also looked up, and we can talk about uh, the history of, like, zombie crap and why it caught on, or when did it catch on and what kind mm, of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's, I don't remember where I read it, but there's this idea that, you know, horror movies throughout the years kind of reflect like the societal anxiety of the time that they come out. It's the idea that like, you know, I, I don't know what zombies are supposed to symbolize, but the idea that like vampirism is this idea of being afraid of like intimacy effectively, because it's a very intimate type of, of creature. So that's why you see all of yeah. these you know, creepy vampires near like the turn of the century. And zombies are supposed to be in this analog, like conformist or, or you know, like okay, mass, there it is, yeah. mass cultural mm -hmm. movement. Yeah, I, I, I forget who came up with that. People people have spread mm -hmm. that thing all over. I, I never quite liked it because I'm like, well, the original, the vampire, like Dracula is like fear of an old world aristocracy. And, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and it's like a very, that is this more like, you know, progressive, fear at the or or, mm -hmm. or specifically xenophobic late 19th century british fear of, mm -hmm. of like all you know this old world of of all its uh decadence and its in in its decaying empires coming to infect our women and blah, blah. but there <laughs> is but it, but it has become vampire especially like post Anne rice vampires became yeah, such a sexual liberation mm -hmm. metaphor or even like a queer identity metaphor mm -hmm. and i do think oh this is something i did want to talk about at some point i think it is very interesting how Zombies, of course, the, as we know them as uh, undead uh, cannibalistic ghouls, mm -hmm. we we uh, we have our thanks the the Night of the Living Dead, the George Romero film. That's the first big version that I'm aware of. It's really where that trope is either invented or codified or, or mass introduced. You know, zombies were a, a voodoo concept before that, and were more yep. more of like you know being being mesmerized by um, by uh, magic. Uh, yeah, by, by magic, effectively, or potions, or the, or the like, and in all the famously George Romero zombie movies, the the whole the Living Dead series and its spinoff series, the fear and the horror of those movies is right. It's it yes, it's the zombies, but it's always it's other people and it's other people's selfishness right. and short sightedness yep. and prejudices that cause them to not work together or to work against one another, and that is what gets everybody killed. Uh, it is. Mm -hmm. And, or, or, and the enemy in the background is is that it's like these human failings or in uh, Dawn, of, Dawn of the Dead, it's uh, it's this consumer culture. That's what you know, it's that's the one in the mall. In the that's mall. The yep. yep. <laughs> and then, of course, you get this group of raiders that come in and are just like doing mm -hmm. the ultimate consumption. And then finally, by the time of Day of, Day of the Dead, you have like, the, you know, the, the evil military corps. Uh, trying to do this, you know, fat, like eugenics experiments to fix all this, and then you have like the Pittsburgh one, whichever one that is, if that's Land Land of the Ooh, Dead, and where remember. you know, which has that fortress enclave city, like mm -hmm. the sit, like the quarantine zones in in The Last of Us, except that it's like this hyper capitalist hellscape where the rich are <laughs> living living at the top of like the you know Pittsburgh skyscraper fortress, and all the poor are down in like scrounging in the dirt in the city or live having to live outside these 
fortresses. But by the time you get to the Walking Dead comics and TV show, and I'm going to exempt the games here because I think the first two games are much better and, and more interesting on this plot point than the show, but the Walking Dead and, and a lot of American zombies become about um, prepper fantasy and and about the, you know, the notion of just Poignant. this bl- bleak, nihilistic like, uh, oh yeah, the world is going to fall apart. Humans just suck. And the only mm-hmm. way to deal with mm-hmm. them is to be good at guns and protect your family and know your Live values and land. never trust anyone. And of course, the lesson in every Walking Dead season is that society is evil. And no matter what society you go to, it will have a deep, dark, fucked up secret to yep. discover by the end of the season when it all falls apart. And, you know, all governments are fundamentally the same. All social systems are the same. They're all evil. You just got to, like, look out for yourself, libertarian watchdog and style, which, uh, like think, you, you yeah. were saying, Jerry, this this show is going to turn on its head in an interesting way in episode three. Go ahead. Yeah, so so I think it's... I, I think that w- that's one of the things that makes Last of Us so unique is that it's, it's not necessarily exploring... Like, all, all of those... All of those stories explore... What happens to humanity? What happens mm-hmm. to these microcosms of humanity and macrocosms for that matter when we're faced with extraordinary situations? And the conclusion is yeah. inevitably like humans are inherently evil and selfish and bad and like, mm-hmm. you know, shit's going to hit the fan at some point. But The Last of Us, and this is taken directly from Craig Mazin and, uh, the, you know, the 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 uh, producer of the show, the director of the show. And writer uh, of the first three and, episodes. And writer, of, and, and writer of the first few episodes uh, of, of Chernobyl fame, also great. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Neil Druckmann, who wrote the the original story, the you know the creator of the IP, The Last of Us. Um, the the sh- the show is about love, and the show is about how love is not necessarily an inherently good thing and that it can push people to do terrible things and it can push people to do morally reprehensible things and even like you know i guess kind of well i don't i don't want to talk about you know spoilers for the end of the game or anything like that but love can make people do bad things um but what's so interesting about it is how while it tells that story it's also telling other stories mm-hmm. about you know about fatherhood and about love when it comes to loss and what loss can motivate people to do and the the idea i mean this most recent episode that even under these ridiculous apocalyptic circumstances you can still more or less have a normal happy life you know filled with all of the complications that come with a normal happy mm-hmm. life you know quote unquote normal happy life i think that's really 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 cool and really interesting um yeah uh sh- shout out to the companion podcast if y'all aren't listening to the companion podcast mm. not to not to co- not to <laughs> advertise a computing podcast but uh really do check it out it's it's hosted by troy baker who is the voice of joel in the in the game uh craig mazin and neil Druckmann. the conversations they have are phenomenal i hope to bring some of that wisdom <laughs> to our uh-huh. discussion um so i was looking uh i googled really fast like really fast like what do zombies symbolize <laughs> everyone has their own theory yeah. or idea but i i was wondering and i'm not gonna will not analyze this here this is not the right podcast for it but uh that so the early 2000s is when a lot of the movies started coming out again like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. when the resident evil movies and then the 28 oh, days later Shaun of, Shaun of the dead came out and oh, then yeah. we move forward and we have uh zombie land towards the end of the early 2000s mm-hmm. and then 2012 2013 is when the walking dead hit and then like that 
you know continued on um but i was i was wondering because it seemed like zombie movies were kind of more fun or like they seem more light-hearted to me in the early Mm. 2000s and then afterwards it became a much more like grim dark thing yeah, and I was wondering, like, is that a response with a lot of the, like, the what do zombies symbolize, like, a response to culture at the time, especially in the United States after 2011? Like, what was happening? Interesting. I would have to push back only because I feel like the Walking Dead graphic novels were what were, like, right at the beginning of that huge culture wave and the mm-hmm. um and the world war z uh world war z also a graphic novel yeah. series right at the Thanks beginning and both those things wind up adapting are very grim grim dark most of the time especially walk walking dead very bleak and then Zack snyder's dawn of the dead reboot remake which you know also yeah. launches Zack snyder as a force that's a that movie's a big hit it famously has you know like uh, it's very it's even bleaker than the original and it has like a scene of uh note to self content warnings at the beginning of this episode yeah. of like a zombie fetus ripping yeah, its way child. out oh, of Jesus. its mother's <laughs> womb like yeah, it is it's just really messed up. horrific and and you get a whole slew of movies like that and like like wreck like a very frightening spanish zombie film in 2007 oh, i think yes. one of the good. best and one of the big found footage mm-hmm. uh ones but like but i do agree like resident evil movies very fun very goofy, yeah. very very over the top, and you, there's always been that because if you go back to the very beginning, where where the Night of the Living Dead split off into two series, um, Romero's uh, uh, Time of Day of the Dead series, and then the Return of the Living Dead mm. series by his co-creator and co-writer, whose name is escaping me. Those are. Um, Oh God! Return of the Living Dead. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> love looking Googling, things up Googling. on the air. Uh, uh, Dan O'Bannon uh, and 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 ah. company. Yes, for Return it is very much like it's still incredibly gory and grotesque, but it's hilarious. It's also like mm-hmm. a really good like comic, uh, like gr- like gross out, lighthearted while still being dark zombie film yeah. and se- yeah. and side series more in the vein of it like does. what will be Evil Dead yeah. and, and that sort of thing yeah that's what yeah. I was going to say Evil Dead and, and Dead yeah. Alive which I'm not sure if Dead Alive oh, yeah. had well, well that's yeah, Dead hilarious Alive. I mean <laughs> yeah those, those are like the in my mind the the old school camp way over the top way yep. you know not just tongue tongue and ch- tongue so firmly in the cheek it's pushing out the other side and it's then that itself is like, very literally. gory yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like you know, and and that to me is like very much the old wave of you know it's still like Grindhouse, it's still yep. like shock value that kind of stuff. The Walking Dead to me is kind of what it's a perfect name truly because it it's a it's about the Walking Dead and it also turns the entire freaking genre into a shambling corpse of what it used to be. Now it's just boring <laughs> and annoying. <laughs> And I, okay, so, I was never a fan. So I'll go back and say that maybe it, that was a total reflection of just the things that I was watching because yeah, maybe. I <laughs> did not come into the walking dead. Uh, never seen world war Z or read the book. Like never the, mm. when I think the, of zo- the walking zombies, dead comics are, or the graphic novels are also very, well, when dark. I think of like zombies and stuff, I think of like yeah. the, the evil dead and the ash versus yeah. you know, oh, totally. whatever, and, like the, the good you ones, know, the, the green <laughs> foam that comes out, yes. you know, all those like, over the top things but anyway so it was saying that <laughs> there's many different ways to interpret zombies and what they oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, symbolize 
But also interesting that uh, I found someone saying that zombies also, you know, besides us being afraid of, you know, societal collapse, because it doesn't take much for anything to spread <laughs> that, you know, or, you know, afraid of getting sick and all that. Also afraid of humans becoming kind of like standardized, like robots. So it was also yeah, pushing towards, yeah. you know, us be, uh, us being afraid of technology advance going, uh, you know, towards AI. So kind of like an iRobot, except for <laughs> we're yeah, all like filled zombies, with parasites yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, um, just think, was... think about it this way: you put a phone in every one of those zombies' hands, and you've got a boomer's nightmare. Uh... <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh... but it, so it's just interesting to see like how I'm sure that there are like people's PhD like dissertations on sure. the zombie wave <laughs> and <laughs> what that that means. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like the the show and stuff, it's definitely uh, I think more impactful Mm. i mean it's fucking great but i think it's more impactful because of the time because i'm getting Mm. so fucking anxious watching it and like it's hard to want to watch anything that has to do with a goddamn pandemic right now yeah yeah so like i'm not reading i know a lot of people that are like we're not reading pandemic books or like sickness books we're not Mm -hmm. watching those movies so for the last of us for people to to be able to push through that and decide that like i want to spend a sunday night right before i go back to work and hate everything again you know it's uh, an interesting experience again i think it just comes back to those characters the characters are just so excellent that people don't really mind the idea that it is a, a pandemic setting yes sure they're you know sh- you know trudging through the the wasteland of the american east coast at the beginning but i mean i think it is a testament a testament to the show where you can shoot a child <laughs> in in the very first half hour of the very first episode and everybody's just like okay yeah let's keep going you know like absolutely brutal i'm curious how Uh, that land landed for uh well oh oh, yeah so all of us experienced that for the first time in the game like did you did you see those parts keely when you were watching it happen before okay yeah Yeah. uh Uh, I, i also think it's a testament to how well the game uh handled the subject material by the fact that the show changed almost nothing about that scene it was almost one to one um i mean even honestly the the entire beginning uh you know joel in 2003 with his his daughter sarah like so much of that was pulled straight out of the game and i think it's just like wow this this truly was a master class in video game writing for for better and worse the fact that they felt craig mazin didn't need to change anything about it that I feel like we certainly get a lot of expansion, and it seems like a running sure. thing the show is going to do is these flashbacks at the beginning of the episodes that are sometimes their own micro story. Like, yes, for instance, I we love get that. In the second one, we, we you know it's like a short story about the Indonesian scientist or mm-hmm. mycologist who first identifies the plague, and I thought that's what the third one was going to be because it also opens with a short w- a flashback. But mm. that then becomes the basis for its own standalone story, and I, it seems so like that's where. That. Yeah, where most of the show's expansion, because I was one, you know, it seems to me you would very easily burn through all, both the first and second video games in in two seasons or less, very easily. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to do more than two seasons, how do you expand that? You tell the stories of other characters seems to be the show's Mm -hmm. answer. And so far, pretty interesting answer. Uh, And with the first episode, we get a lot more color about the other people in Joel and his... uh, his daughter. Well, I can. I won't blame myself for forgetting his dead daughter's name because she departs Sarah. so quickly. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah. She does. She does. Yeah. Great, great uh-huh. performance. Great yeah. little story. Really great. But but yeah, not the focus of the. I mean, well, I guess symbolically, kind of the yes. focus. 
Well, yeah, because um, it, but, it but like, gives him character. motivation. But uh, also, yeah, I, yeah. I totally agree with you that we're all at the point in society where we're like, yeah, fuck those kids. <laughs> like, yeah. like, let's keep fuck, watching. Fuck <laughs> let's let's get that. Let's use that MacGuffin to propel our boy Joel's story. <laughs> what a wild change in time from when you had trouble getting a movie into theaters if a child died in it as yep. late as like the oh, 70s yeah. and 80s in the U.S. to now where now people are <laughs> eating it up. Yeah. People are going to pay a subscription service to see this oh. kid gets shot <laughs> rest in peace uh british film board of censors and... <laughs> oh my god yeah i'm happy uh, that they're doing though the i think that's also part of what's making it very relatable even though you know it's fucking zombies and like uh-huh. plants taking over the world that um they are showing these other complex characters and yeah. how mm-hmm. i think yeah. it's also kind of like a perfect commentary for like right now is exactly what you said jerry that like even in the midst of like everything fucking sucking like you mm-hmm. know people mm-hmm. are dying everywhere you can still survive um and you mm-hmm. don't necessarily and i mean they happy show, and they show love. joel like drinking a lot and you know he's trading drugs and so like people are mm-hmm. doing what they can to survive but i think it's important to show people i don't know that you know many people are thinking this deeply about it but showing people that like your life can be really fucking hard Mm -hmm. and you can still like make it through and still have a family and still whatever and so um i'm just thinking of you know like areas of the world that have been war-torn for a really long time or whatever it's like there are still fucking people there like still trying to live their goddamn life um and so showing that there are you know a lot of people all over the world just trying to do their fucking best like yeah that's that's i think pretty cool and for uh, oh sorry no, I was just going to say that I think so far the least believable part of this whole thing has been uh, – I'll get a hate email for this, but has been, <laughs> has been uh, like um, a law enforcement slash military member um, asking the scientists, what do we do? And yeah, then yeah, like yeah. Going, going to the expert. <laughs> that, just, that doesn't seem like you know. Uh, if we said it is Indonesia, said, you know, it's I know, not but America. If we said now, like, <laughs> yeah. what do we do? And they're like, blow them up. We'd be like, oh, uh, there's your evidence twist. for that. You know, yeah. like, and so it's the yeah. PhD yeah. who says use the nuclear option. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, that. Like, the, the, I mean, that, if, that, if yeah, her saying like just blow us all the fuck up like we can't survive this and him being like oh (laughs) it's kind of like so terrifying hi folks caleb popping in post recording to let you know you have reached the end of this free preview of our last of us bonus episode if you are a patreon subscriber at our tar volunteer you can hear the entire episode in your private feed you should have a link to that from your patreon sign up for everyone else if you would like to hear this and other bonus episodes that we do on other sci-fi and fantasy shows, books, movies, and and all that fun stuff, you can go ahead and subscribe on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Wattcast. There's a lot more of this episode to hear. The conversation goes some really interesting places, and we talk about some other bonus subjects, some TV shows, some video games at the end of the recording. So I heartily encourage you to go subscribe and take a listen. It's a good time and a great way to support the show. If you don't think there's hope for the world, why bother going on? You haven't seen the world, so you don't know. You keep going for family. I'm not family. No, you're cargo. Why are you so important? Somewhere out west. They're working on a cure. 
I think what really impressed them was the fact that I didn't turn into a monster. If she so much as twitches. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> on the best way west? Yeah, go east. You've come this far. Then you know it's out there. You're not gonna scare us. You scared him? You have a greater purpose than any of us could have ever imagined. Careful who you put your faith in. It might not be her father, but you were someone's. You trust me? 